Hello dear listener, welcome to Charity Chat. I'm your host Samuel Davies and in this episode we spoke to Robin Archard who is a volunteer and works remotely uh, supporting a charity in Africa through remote volunteering and we found out a little bit more about what that means and how it happens and I thought this would be a pretty interesting episode for many of you because I know that a lot of you out there want to volunteer. Around a quarter of the population of the UK apparently volunteer on a regular basis. And certainly here at Charity Chat we all volunteer too. So it's very interesting and with the landscape changing and the need for more micro-volunteering and remote volunteering, we thought that this might be interesting for you to listen to. So here we go, here's Robin Archie. Robin, welcome to Charity Chat. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Good. Excellent. We're here today talking about volunteering and, yeah. and from um, a first-person narrative of volunteering because you volunteered for the... Is it Malambi? Malambe Project. Malambe yeah. Project. Yeah, so I volunteered with them for now about a year and a half. Are you still volunteering for them? Okay. Yeah, still volunteering for them. So it's kind of like a ongoing voluntary role that I do. Yeah. Um, it's about two hours a week that I've got to commit to the Malambe Project, and I am the marketing and communication director of the wow. Malambe Project. Yeah. So what kind of things are you doing for them? So all of our social media, all of our website stuff. So we've just done a big website move, which was quite tricky um, and complicated, as you can imagine. Yeah. So managing that, doing all the content, doing all the email marketing. Yeah. I think wow. like managing the events in terms of marketing and stuff. Yeah. So what, what do they do? What are the Malambo? Okay, so the Malambo Project yeah. are a charity whose beneficiaries are based in Malawi. Okay. Okay, so there's a small community in Malawi in this village called Chikolongo. Yeah. Um, and we've got a school there called the Malambo Primary School. Right. Um, and when the, when the people who founded the charity went there a few years ago, most of the lessons were taking place under trees and there were no classrooms. Right. Um, and they wanted to start a project to build a school there, um, but using a really sustainable method that they could teach the community so that they could then become self-sufficient and sustainable and do it elsewhere. Right, okay. So they came across, or Jamie, the founder, came across this method called earth bag building, yeah. which is where you earth build bag earth bag building. Okay, yeah, so you yeah. get like a sack yeah. um, and you can essentially fill it with earth from the floor for free obviously um, and use those as your kind of bricks to build okay. so they get stacked on top of each other with some sort of filler between them yeah. um, and they make for really long lasting very cheap buildings Brilliant. and so we've now built this school out in Malawi using that method right. and taught um, what we call experts so they're like our earth bag experts yeah. how to use this method and um, Really excitingly, we've just they've just had their first external building contract. So they've gone into Lilongwe, which is the capital, yeah. um, and built another site there using this tactic oh, like wow. this. Um, yeah, that's amazing. amazing. So are these, these guys you taught, are they they live in the village? Do they? Where yeah, the they're go? all from like around the village. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And the children there are enjoying. Well, they're learning, I suppose, yeah. in the building. So last year we were fundraising to be able to build the standard four, which would make us a complete primary school. Yeah. Um, so it's essentially like year six over here. Um, and we fundraised for that and we were successful. And so we're now a complete primary school, which wow. means that children 
like local children can complete their education at the Milambo Primary School without having to travel miles right, by okay. foot to another school. Yeah. Which is really important because like the school drop-off rates at Malawi are really low, really, really high. Because they're having to go to, yeah. to walk or to yeah, travel really to walk far. So far, yeah. So do you have to get? To, did the project get involved in recruiting uh, teachers? Were they already there? Or? So there were all the teachers at the school. Yeah. But what we've done since being there is built lots of teachers' offices and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. Because the teachers also have the same problem of living miles away um, and not being able to get there like in a reasonable amount of time. So now they can actually stay on site, right, um, okay. which obviously makes it all a lot easier. So I suppose during the week they'll be. At school and then they'll go back at the weekends yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and it's really, really rural school. Blimey. Yeah. We've got a challenge here with the clustering <laughs> no, of no place. In, in terms of the uh, kind of fundraising and everything, were you involved? Did you yeah. get involved in the fundraising? Because everyone that works for the Milan Bay Project is volunteers, right? Everyone's a volunteer, wow. uh, except for last year, um, in January, our first paid member of staff went out to work in Malawi full-time, um, she's actually not paid full-time, it's very, very subsidised salary, but yeah, so she's working out in Malawi, she lives in a long way, so she's only about four hours away from the project, um, so before that obviously you can imagine it was quite hard trying to manage a project from the UK, from all of us being here, um, but now she's been out there for a year and things have really gone really well. So how did you get involved in all this? Um, so. When I was at university, I realised that I wanted to kind of work in the charity sector. I was doing lots of volunteering up in Manchester yeah. um, and loved it. And what, what kind of things were you doing in Manchester? Okay, so I was, for two years, I was like a project leader at this thing called Street Support. Okay. Um, have you ever been to Manchester? I do know Manchester a little bit. Yeah, yep. so they've got a really bad homeless problem, as I'm right. sure you might have noticed. Yeah, yeah, As yeah. the whole of the UK do, but in Manchester it's particularly prominent. Um, and so they, we had this homeless project where we, every Thursday, we'd go and do a soup kitchen style thing in the yeah. city yeah. Um, and feed about 20 homeless people oh, cool. like with this big soup kitchen pot thing. It was yeah. really nice, really lovely project. Um, was doing that for two years and then for a year, in my final year, I was working as an ESOL teacher for refugees at this community centre, oh, okay. which was a really lovely thing to do as well. Um, yeah, and I just found it like a really fulfilling experience, both of those. And so I was leaving Manchester and I wanted to look for something else that I could do. And a friend of a friend recommended me the Milambo Project because they were looking for loads of volunteers who would all be working remotely. Yeah. So it's all remote what I do at the Milambo Project, which is really helpful for me because it means you can do it from anywhere. Um, yeah, and then I applied, had an interview and got it. Wow. So how was it? How was it that your friend found out about it? What, what, how did do you know? Because they... their friend is involved in it. Has oh, been involved I see. Okay. So it's kind of so, a word of mouth. Yeah, thing, and it really that. is like that. I think there's about 20 volunteers now yeah. who are all working remotely for the charity, and they've all kind of know each other some way. A lot of them are friends from right. school. Who, sure. Three of them have made the project, and then it's like kind of expanded through their friends okay. and family. There'll be people listening to this podcast that work for charities, and I know that in, yeah. in roles that I've had in charities, you know, the idea of trying to get, give uh, responsibility to volunteers, but not give them so much that's overwhelming, and, and also, yeah. you know, kind of managing volunteers. There are a lot of questions around how best to do that. So, yeah. from your experience being a volunteer, how did you? Can you talk a little bit about how how you? Uh, 
what were your first experiences of being given you know, work or kind yeah. of objectives or how did it all start? I mean it was quite hard because obviously I was straight out of uni so yeah. I hadn't had like a marketing role. I'd done a bit of marketing on the side but I hadn't had like a full-time paid job in marketing so I was teaching myself so much of what I was doing at the Blambo project yeah. which was like really helpful for me because I was learning loads but yeah I guess the charity trusted me to be doing that yeah because um, they were a really new charity too so and they were all volunteers yeah, too exactly. yeah exactly so it was just a real learning process really mm. um, lots of teamwork um, I think what's really important from like a managerial perspective of how I like the CEO to like work with us is just loads of communication yeah especially because we're all remote so yeah. So how did, what does that look like? Were you getting like regular emails? We've got a WhatsApp and, group. With okay. all like, there's like 30 of us in it. Yeah. Um, and we probably talk every day on there, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. Does that not get yeah. overwhelming, though? To be honest, it's, it's, not like, it's not like really professional or work stuff. Like I said, yeah. a lot of people are friends. Sure. And it's sure. a really casual like atmosphere in the group. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and everyone's really friendly. And it's not all about work. Like most of it's just like Lucy, the CEO, sending pictures of someone in Malawi doing something really cool. It's, like, it's lovely to see it. It's like yeah. nice little updates through the day. Because I suppose that's the other thing. If you're working remotely and also the, the projects are in another continent, mm -hmm. then you're not, it's, it could be quite hard to see how your yeah. work is benefiting yeah. somebody, right? So yeah, this kind definitely. of feedback's probably quite key. Yeah, I mean, most of the volunteers have been out to the project at some point, and maybe right. that's how they've got involved. Yeah. Um, I myself haven't actually been out there, which kind of adds to that problem even more because it means that I've never actually met people that the work sure. I'm doing is helping. Sure. Um, but I think because I'm doing the marketing role, so I'm doing all the social media, I get to see all the pictures and kind of get to know the people through that yeah. in like a weird way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And do you, have you been, um, have there been like planning meetings or have there been like occasions where you all meet up or? Yeah. Yeah, there have, which I think are really important and something we need to do more. Yeah. There's probably haven't been enough, but um, last month we were invited to the Malawian embassy. Oh, wow. um, and went for drinks there and they were kind of congratulating us on our work oh, wow. so all the volunteers who were in London went and that was really nice yeah um, we had a fundraiser last month like we have a regular comedy night and um, that we do at the Rotary Club in central London they they're one of our main supporters yeah um, and you see all the volunteers at events like that this Friday we've got a Scottish Keeley dancing fundraiser wow. okay yeah nice. and yeah. is that was that just something that is there somebody in the group that is in charge of organising these things? So we, yeah, it? we've got a fundraising team, um, yeah. and in, within that team, there's an events person. Right. However, uh, this Keely that's coming up is actually is being organised by the Civil Service Fund Stream. Okay. Um, so the founder, he was on the Civil Service Fund Stream, and they have to do some sort of fundraising program project thing when they're on the program okay um, yeah. and so we let people apply to do it for us which was obviously a really good thing to do because they've got loads of contacts and have put on now yeah. this will be their second really successful event for the Lambo project and they're, they're putting it on for you so yeah. you're getting involved yeah. but so they're doing like all of the management hassle right? free yeah yeah oh, wow. yeah it's great so you've been there two years yeah so have you seen other people there moving on in that time or have people kind of been there for too longer or the same yeah. amount of time as you? Or? People have moved on. Um, so I'm the director of my team and I think I had about three people in my team and they've like moved on and the turnover's been quite high. Yeah. I think we've seen a higher turnover in people who haven't got like a friend connection with the group. Sure. Um, sure. 
and who we've like recruited purely through social media or on LinkedIn or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's one other guy on my team now called James and he's great. He's like my age and yeah, yeah really, really helpful, nice Keen guy. Bean. Keen Bean. And great. I've met him through the project, which is another great thing about volunteering. You meet so many cool people. Yeah, absolutely. Who you wouldn't have met otherwise. No, no. Yeah. And do you, do you get to see him or again, are you doing yeah. mainly through WhatsApp or email? It's mainly through WhatsApp and email. We met up yeah. a few weeks ago to have like a marketing strategy meeting. Okay. What are we going to do this year? Yeah. Like, how are we going to overcome these challenges and stuff? Wow. Yeah. And is this something like these skills, kind of marketing and social media skills, are these things that you've, so you've come out of university with these skills and this knowledge. Yeah. Is it, have you kind of been trained up by the organisation or have you picked up things, I suppose, in your work? Because you, you yeah. work for Charity Connect and yeah. so you've got knowledge. I mean, out. now that I, so I've been at Charity Connect for three months and that's been so helpful for me for the Lambe project. Like, yeah. It's been a real crossover of knowledge. Um, teaching me loads of things but before that no I didn't have like any professional training or anything um, I think we've recently become members of Small Charities Coalition oh, yeah. as our yeah. charity we, we have yeah ago. you spoke to them a few episodes yeah okay um, and they put on lots of like cheap training yes. which my director at the London Project is now like urging me to get involved with yeah. Um, so yeah there are opportunities available but a lot of the training is really expensive mm. and if you're a charity like us like it's just can't afford to put that money there. Absolutely, yeah. Well, you know, interesting, that's why Charity Chat came about, was to try and fill some of those gaps. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's good. When you were first getting involved, thinking back to when you first heard about the charity, yeah. what was it that kind of grabbed you? Was it the was it the working, kind of the supporting people in another country, or was yeah. it the project itself, or do you remember what it was that actually kind um, of... Well, like, I guess, yeah. So I did politics and philosophy at university. Right. I did quite a few international development modules, and it's something that I've considered doing as a master's. So having the opportunity to work for a, a charity that's doing some sort of sustainable international development yeah. is really exciting and something that I know I'd like experience in. Yeah. So I think that was the main thing. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's really nice that the charity let us all volunteer remotely and let us so flexible that they say two hours a week. That, like, obviously, it's not really measured. Like, sure, if you sure. wanted to do loads of hours at the beginning of the month, and that's how it worked out for you, you could. So it's yeah. really flexible around your life. Like, yeah. What's What's interesting to me is that you know you've been so committed for such a long time. Yeah. And I know that you know there's there's stuff. I've, there's a lot of stuff out there at the moment about. Um, I can't remember the name now, micro-volunteering, I think. You know, this idea that, you know, you're meeting volunteers on their terms to an extent. Yeah. Because people are so busy, you know, to say you have to come into a specific office every week or you have to, you know, give large amounts of time every month. Yeah. That maybe isn't as suitable to a lot of people. From the sounds of it, that's, you've benefited yeah. from that, that flexibility. And I think most of the people in the charity would agree, like most of the volunteers would agree that it's a huge benefit that it's so flexible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you and it doesn't seem to have um, taken anything away in terms of passion because you've been there for two years and now yeah. you're you know you're working you're managing people and you're yeah. you know, getting I'm absolutely stuff. loving it. Um, I think there's been times when it's been like, oh god, this is such hard work. Why yeah. am I doing this on top of everything else? Like, especially because I like I said because I haven't been out to the project. Sometimes it's hard to make that relation and see what I'm doing in terms of that. But um, no, I was doing work for it last night and I just love it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Really, it doesn't really feel like it. work. It feels no, more like a calling, does it? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't feel like work. And I'm going to go out to Malawi this year, which I'm really excited oh, cool. about. Really good. Yeah. I think we're doing a big fundraiser in the summer, Brilliant. maybe cycling to Paris. Oh, wow. Yeah. Send me the link. I'll sponsor you. Um, have you done lots of cycling training no, for that? I okay. Haven't. So that's why I said maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. And when you go out there, presumably you'll go to the projects and see the, the school yeah. and meet the children and meet yeah. the teachers and things, yeah? Yeah. Meet all the experts who are the people who build the buildings yeah. and the project managers and stuff. Yeah, there's a real community out there. Are there kind of key skills you think you've learned from working to particularly in the in this project or yeah so like I, I think communication has been a key thing I've learned because um, you've been working rem remotely, remotely team, yeah and where yeah. I've had my own team for the first time um, and having to communicate with them remotely is yeah. quite a challenge and get them to do work that they're not being paid for it's volunteering yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it's a hard thing to do and so how have you kind of overcome those challenges so for people that are listening that may be workers, uh, volunteers or, yeah. or you know or manage volunteers, kind of yeah. what kind of advice would you would you be able to give advice to, to people listening you know, about how you have yeah. overcome some of the challenges of managing people? Um, or remotely I or wouldn't as say a I'm an expert at it. <laughs> um, but yeah, being really clear with the instructions you give yeah. and letting them know what it is you expect and like I guess setting deadlines. Obviously I don't I don't like being really strict or anything but mm. if you set deadlines then things are much more likely to get done sure, sure. Um, and working collaboratively like just because I'm a director I don't really feel like a director of the team <laughs> so I just guess we work all we all work together on it yeah yeah, yeah. that's good and I suppose because you're you've all as get, you're all volunteers there yeah. so there's a kind of a sense of uh, yeah. shared responsibility exactly and, and, yeah, yeah. Things, so. and we're all really passionate about it and most of us are probably the same age as me so like yeah. 24 not that much actual work experience teaching yeah. ourselves a lot of it yeah. so we're all really like there's a big teamwork emphasis which yeah. is really nice and have there been I suppose Working remotely, you know, you, you've talked about using WhatsApp and using email, yeah. but have there been any learnings from that? Because I know that um, I've come a cropper a little bit when it comes to, you know, sending an email and maybe the tone's misunderstood or mm. things, you know, have you had any ex any issues with that kind of thing? If you're, yeah. So yeah. do you talk on the phone and things as well? Or? Yeah, we've got like one of those team, what is it called? The phone thing, oh, where you dial yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's like, like quite a, a few. Like yeah, like a teleconference yeah, yeah. thing. Um, we, yeah, we do quite a lot of those where you phone in. Yeah. Um, but there's not that many meetings in real life. Mm. Um, I think probably because everyone's very busy. Lucy lives in Malawi. Um, so when she's come home, I've obviously seen her. Mm. But yeah, there's not that many meetings in real life. It's a challenge. Robin Archer, thank you so much thank for contributing you. to Charity Chats. Thank you, that was lovely. There we go, that was Robin Archard speaking to me a few weeks ago in a fairly noisy cafe um, about remote volunteering. And thank you again, Robin, that was very good. I found that very interesting, and I'm sure you, dear listener, did too. So, uh, very interesting world that we live in, where volunteering is uh, such a key part of all that we do in the charity sector, and how charities can make it easier, potentially, to get more volunteers who give up lots of their free time, as Robin does, to support their cause. So I hope you enjoy the interview. 
If you have any good or bad volunteering experiences that you'd like to share with us, please do get in touch with us through the Charity Chat website, charitychat.org.uk. You can also find all of our social media platforms and identities on there, and we'd love to hear from you however you'd like to get in touch with us. We're all volunteers here on Charity Chats, and we're always grateful for any feedback that any of you can give us and also offers of assistance as well. We're always looking for new contributors, so if you're interested in helping with the show or if you're in, uh, interested in being interviewed um, or have any ideas about people we can interview, please do contact us through the website, charitychat.org.uk. Finally, it's just left for me to thank you, the listener, for listening. hope you enjoyed it. And also thank our sponsors, Giant Squid Audio Lab for sponsoring our podcast kit, Magda Axmit for beautiful web design, charitychat.org.uk, Forest of Fools for playing throughout the show and playing us out shortly, and RR Yard Photography for the lovely photographs that they gave us pro bono for our website. Again, that's charitychat.org.uk. Looking forward to speaking to you soon. Thanks ever so much for listening. Take care. Bye.